What's up, guys? This is episode two of our podcast, The Stabbing Cabin. How's everybody out there doing? Stabbing Cabin. All right, cool. Cool. <laughs> you guys can't answer me. That's all right. Um, so let me go ahead and introduce everybody again, in case you guys forgot from the last week. Over to my left, we have... Michaela. Jesse. Elena. And I, myself, and Tyrone Biggums. So, Ridiculous. this week, we're going to do... What is the theme this week? I forgot. Serial killers. Serial killers. There we go. I didn't really forget. I just wanted to include them in. So, oh, so that's the theme for the day, is that we're doing serial killers today. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, you said you were going to start us yeah, off with a I got couple? Yeah, I got a question for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, just because this is, like, a great opportunity for our listeners to get to, like, know us and all that... What would you say is the first murder case that you ever heard where you're like, ooh, I'm into this, or this is the type of stuff I'm into? It doesn't have to be murder, but, like, true crime. Oh, I know already, right off the top of my head. I remember walking in on my mom watching the ID channel, and I don't know what the murder was called. Can't remember, like, hardly any details about it, except that I came in right on the part where they found the family... And, like, there was eight of them that got murdered, and they stacked them, like, side by side, all in one room. So when, like, the police found them, they were, like, lined up, like, tallest to shortest. Wow. Head to foot. Mm. Creepy as heck. And I walked in right on that part. And it's true. Like, it really happened. And I remember being, like, really traumatized as a kid. And then I just kept trying to find more stuff. <laughs> I got you. What about you, Michaela? Um, mine is kind of weird. Shocker. Because, uh, no, it's dead serious. Because <laughs> um, when I got older, my mother told me what happened with my dad when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the first one because I was like, yo, that's super crazy. And I didn't think my dad was capable of it. <clears throat> so... We're gonna leave the details of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I know yeah. the details. Maybe she'll, uh, maybe she'll open up one day. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one day. Seeing my dad. How are we all saying? Talking about Michaela's dad. We'll do a special theme on Father's Day. Crazy ass dads. Yeah, right, right. Crazy ass dads. I'm pretty sure my family would be super pissed with that. Um, yeah. So for me, I don't know if y'all remember the Scott and Lacey Peterson case. Like, I think I watched, like, Unsolved Mysteries and all that before then, but it was, like, you know, this husband that murdered his wife, and her body was, like, found on, like, the shore, like, on a beach somewhere. Um, I think it was in California. I might be wrong, though. Um, if I'm wrong, don't hate me, listeners, but yeah. Uh, and it was, like, I remember just the whole trial, like, taking place on CNN and my grandma watching it, and me just coming home after school and just listening to the updates of, like, you know, what the jury was thinking, what the prosecutors were saying, what the defendant was saying, so yeah. It was definitely an interest of mine. What about I you, remember Michael? my oh. grandma watching the Casey Anthony trial mm. on TV. Mm. I think everybody watched that. Right. And I was like, <coughs> I was like, what the heck is Isn't going that on? I had no idea. The person who killed her kid? Yeah. And they yes. got away with it? They got away with it. Yeah, I remember her. She's, She's suspecting like to not kill her kid. She, didn't she marry mm-hmm. the dad? Casey Anthony's mom married John Bonet's dad. Yeah. Shut up. I'm mm-hmm. so serious. Yeah, it happened. What were they just meet at like some type of uh, our kids are dead convention? Like yeah. we got away from murdering <laughs> our kids. <clears throat> oh yeah, because it was suspected for yeah. him. Too. He was su- suspected to have killed her too. Wow, mm-hmm. that's insane. They should never have children. Definitely. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't they though? 
Or wasn't she pregnant? Do they have kids? I, I think she got pregnant, actually. I think she got Jesus, pregnant. take the wheel. I'll have I to look that up. Take the wheel. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Let's just repossess that child right when it comes out. Like, oh, thank you, Casey. Repossess the kid. Just pull up the repo truck, load them up in the back. And then call it call it a day. But anyway, I like it. So, so like, my thing is actually a bit of a candid story that I don't think I even told you guys. So, I'm just gonna share this with everybody. So, when I was about nine or ten, mm. um, I had this teddy bear that was everything. Like, literally everything to me. Like, Where is this going? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's murderous gonna teddy bear, like, child's play. <laughs> it's going to tie. It's going to tie in, trust me. Mm. So anyway, so when I was 11, yes, I still had this teddy bear until I was 11. Um, my mom finally was like, look, we got to get rid of this teddy bear. So she told me that he died and that she had to get rid of the body. <laughs> A very oh, more, no. very morbid way to tell an 11-year-old <laughs> that his doll is gone. Like, she could have just simply said I threw it away, and that would have been so much better. But, because of this, this is actually the story of Detective Roberts' first case. Oh, <laughs> Detective Roberts. I can see 11-year-old Michael out there with his, like, magnifying glass. What happened to my teddy bear? So, my grandma was a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, so mm-hmm. and I would watch it with her all the time. So she, Like the old Sherlock Holmes? Yes. So, like, yes. the original Sherlock Holmes. The black Holmes. and white ones. Those yes, so I would watch those with her all the time. She actually, for Christmas that year, ironically, got me a Sherlock Holmes set. So it's like you did not coat. put on that outfit. Absolutely, I did. I had, the hat, I had the coat. I had the magnifying glass. <laughs> Please tell me your mom took a picture and we she can probably see it. does have it somewhere. I will ask. I'll her post it to Twitter. God, when she I think this should yes. be the picture for the actual podcast. On That's this fine. One. It's okay. But anyway, it's right. Detective Roberts. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can locate a picture, but. I searched for that teddy bear for about four weeks, a whole month, until finally my mom got so tired of it, she gave it back. She still had it. She didn't get rid of it. Oh, so it wasn't a murder. It, was it wasn't a murder. Like it, it was a kidnapping. It was a kidnapping. And they returned the child. Was there but a ransom? I investigated it. The like, ransom was Michael annoyed the crap out of her, so <laughs> she gave in. Now that I'm older, though, the bear did have a few distinct differences. So it might have just been a different A new teddy bear. She yeah. just bought it. She a did a changeling, huh? She did. Oh, she did. that's deep. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty deep for my first case, I'm but. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since then, I've wanted to be a detective. Wow. And now we, here I, I am. We did that to my sister's goldfish. When to she a went whole. To camp. Pause. What? She, we forgot to a feed changeling her goldfish, to a goldfish. And it died. Uh, mine was not at least, mine so was at least already we dead. went and got her a matching goldfish and put it in her tank. And when she came back, she was like, he looks a little different. And we said, oh, we forgot to feed him for a couple of days, so he just lost some weight. Wow. My mom did that with the bunny rabbit when I was a kid. Like, I had a pet bunny, and they just left it outside in the hot heat. And Hot heat. My mom, shut up. <laughs> but my mom's boyfriend's mom. <laughs> so my, the guy that my mom was dating at the time, 
his mom was supposed to water it when I was at school one day because my mom and her boyfriend were give it water? Yeah, I was like, yeah. water, it's water. water. Like, it's not a plant. Water it. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. I was like, <laughs> like what? Always, talking about the rabbit? <laughs> is there another plant somewhere? Always what? water your rabbit. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you should because it ended up dying of like dehydration. Remember, kids. Exhaustion. Oh, no. Water your rabbit. So, this well, all happened while your sister didn't school. stick a fork in the fish tank and kill all the fishes. Jeez. <gasps> Shout out to Kyra. But, anyway, <laughs> so... Oh you know they ended up burying the bunny while I was at school that day. When I got home, they said that my cousin wanted the bunny for a day. So I just couldn't yeah, have it that never night. never got it back. <laughs> and then the next day, they bought me a new bunny. But this bunny didn't like me as much. It kept on, like, trying to bite my fingers and stuff. So You're I like, gosh, you changed. <laughs> what did my cousin do to you? My cousin must have done something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, hey. serial killers. So, Michaela, oh, would you like to start this off? Normal yes. Segue. Normal segue. Yeah. And Michaela actually did She's her so semi-homework. Normal segue. All right. I just realized he used my real name and not Tyrone, so. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure they noticed your voice. <laughs> it's still the same. Sorry, Tyrone. Yeah. You could at least try to put, like, a accent on it or something. I mean, if you want me to do an accent. That doesn't your name like cannot Tyrone. be Tyrone if you use that accent. <laughs> yeah, you would be like... A Bruce. Garage. What? A Bruce? It's Bruce? Like, yeah, it's he just a Bruce. Bruce? Like he was like Bruce. Russian or something. Uh, right, Bruce, Bruce is not Russian. Bruce Rain out here. <laughs> is that not? I'm sorry. No, it's like very American. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Oh I, I was thinking like Bruce Wayne. My name is like, I am the Batman. <laughs> my name is. My name is <laughs> that was the worst Batman voice I think I've heard in yeah, I am the Batman. That's awesome. I, I am the Batman. He is not Batman. He is the, the Batman. Well, this first uh, murderer. Uh, my name will be Igor I'm not Stravinsky. quite sure what his name is, you know. Wow. Um, not I know his name, but I'm not sure like what kind of name he has. But oh, what like? <laughs> I was like, you don't know. I was like, what? Someone didn't I'm do thinking he's again. Hispanic. <laughs> you think he's Hispanic? I don't want to say that he's Hispanic and him not be Hispanic. So right. I'm gonna leave that alone. What's his name? I'll tell you if he's his Hispanic. name. Well, his name. He got multiple names, bro. Oh, of course he does. So his name is Rodney James Acala. That's not Hispanic. But listen, he was born. You want to pronounce that for me? Rodrigo Jaquez Acala Bacor. I don't think that was right, Whoa. but good job. Well, that was great. <laughs> that sounds Hispanic. That's definitely Hispanic. Is there it's a close. picture of him on there? It is, and he looks Hispanic. We'll okay. get to that in a moment. I'll show you guys. It reminds okay. me of like, the Princess Bride. Do you remember that one guy that was like, you've killed my father? No. Anyways. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Yes, Montoya. <laughs> yeah, Montoya. My name is da-da-da-da-da, Montoya. You've killed my father. Mm. You must die. Yes, you must die. Damn. My favorite movie. So this guy was... Of course it is. I'm sorry. What? Hold on one second. Sorry. Are you sorry? Right now. <laughs> this we'll, guy... We'll go ahead and take a brief intermission here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so he's from California. Mm-hmm. He was born August 23rd, 1943. This ties into the conversation we had earlier. Where most serial killers have similar signs, being Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and, oh. and as we remember, Michaela was also born in August, so she oh has God. serial killer. Tendencies. I am a Virgo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's a Pisces. I'm also a Virgo. Yeah, you are. What are you, Elena? Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm the only normal one here, apparently. I'm pretty sure Sagittarius was on that list, dude. Oh, well, hi, guys. We're here. <laughs> and we're here. We're also <laughs> all royal stars, except for Michael, That's if you're fine. into astrology. Right. That's a different topic I'm a, for the other podcast. I'm just a slave to the rhythm. <laughs> all right, so this dude, 
Um, apparently it all started. Let me, let me let me not start there. Let me start by this. So this guy is known as the dating show killer because in the seventies he was on a dating show where it was like three contestants. No, three contestants. It was called the dating show. It was called, yeah, it was like the dating yeah. show. Three contestants they and they had a very, wall in between them. Very very creative with game show names back in right. the day. A wall in between them and the woman. So the woman listens to them. She asks them questions. They answer. And then at the end, she picks who she wants to go on a date with. Hmm. She picks him. Okay. But fortunately, she said he was creepy. She didn't want to go on a date with him. Now, before he even got on this game show, this guy was a registered sex offender. How did and he let's get, get on to the game show? Exactly. Not a very good vetting process, that's at for all. sure. <laughs> no background <laughs> check for, sure. for this. No. And let's get back to his that exact case that got him on the sex offenders list. Okay. Now, there was a little girl. She was eight years old. Uh-huh. Walking home from wherever she was. I wasn't sure if it was cool or not. And he pulls up and she gets in the car with him. A neighbor saw it, thought it was weird. Well, Called the police. Good for that neighbor, though. Exactly. So they hunted him down, found his house, knocked on the door. He's like, oh, I'm taking the shower. I'll be there in a moment. So I guess he, like, ran. So the cop who was there busted that door down and found an eight-year-old girl in a pool of blood. Her oh. head was bludgeoned, and she had been strangled. Poor but thing. he tried to chase um, Mr. Rod down, could not catch him. Came back, the girl was still alive. Thank God. So, yeah. So anyways, they're trying to find him. Can't find him. In the meantime, he moves over to New York. Where there were some murders that they end up linking him only in 2010. To him. To him. Wow. But he basically would take women out on dates. And what he would do is that he would torture them. He would take pictures because he was a photographer. Take pictures of them beforehand. Then he would torture them as in he would either strangle them or basically torture them until the point where they pass out, wait for them to revive, and then start the process all over again. Then he would kill them. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, he's killing in New York. They're still looking for him back in California. He ends up coming back to California for whatever reason. No, I'm just going to say No, he didn't go back to California. I'm sorry. He was actually a at a summer camp. He was no. a counselor, and then someone saw him because he was on the FBI's most wanted list. Mm, obviously, saw him, turned him in. Then he got expedited back to California. Now, unfortunately, the little girl's family, who was eight year old, they moved her to Mexico because they didn't want her to live in California any longer. Oh right, so they weren't there to identify him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the judge gave him a lesser charge. And just put him on the sex offenders list. He had to do one year in jail, and then oh, register yeah, for this. Oh, seems reasonable. Yeah, so register for this. Watching a child. Mm-hmm. Right. Basically, you were trying to murder her. Right. So do so, one year. It's fine. So he gets out of jail. He goes on that show, but he's crisscrossing back and forth from New York because he was in film school. He actually went to film school with a famous director. So nobody vetted this guy. No one. Nobody. Apparently. Like nobody vetted this guy. Meanwhile, like like girls the 70s, are coming up. Though, exactly. There's so many serial killers. It's the police, crazy. The police work in the seventies. I actually could. Be. If your background check didn't say that you were a serial killer, then like if it just problems. didn't flat out exactly. say I'm on the sex offenders list, then oh, he's clear. He's then fine. he finally gets caught. Let's talk about him getting caught. Okay. 
He finally gets caught because he went to the beach. He saw these two little girls that are both 12. Oh, God. He was like, can I take a picture? And it seems like he keeps getting caught on these little girls. But he takes the pictures of the little girls, and the neighbor's like, hey, who are you? He kind of leaves. So a little girl, one of the little girls go home and told the other one, go straight to your ballet class. Take my bike if you need it. And she does. But the little girl never makes it to ballet class. She went missing. But the girl who gave her the bike, her friend, gave the police the sketch. And this parole officer was like, that's 100% Rod. Who was also going under an alias of John Berger. Burger. Where did he come up with that? At that time, what's the most American thing you can think of? Burgers. Burgers. <laughs> Burger and a milkshake. Oh right. my god. So he gets <laughs> caught for that, and then they start linking him to other murders because things that are more similar. Remember, he's crisscrossing across the U.S. constantly. California, right, and they New York. didn't have a good like system back then to like link all this stuff together. Yep. And when he first got caught, they were recording his conversations with his sister, and he told his sister, "Go to this storage unit." And take the stuff out the storage unit. Cops was on that. Pull up, go to the storage unit. They found like this big book of photos. Of course. Was it like child porn? No. Don't tell me it's oh okay. Regular good. pictures, bro. Huh. Over one thousand pictures Jesus. in this book. Just like stalker photos. Mm. No. No. All of his victims that they know of are in that book, as well as a lot of women they haven't don't have account for. Mm. So, so, people he probably murdered, they just don't have the bodies to show. Bodies yeah, but they recently just, like, now, because he's been, like, he has, like, two death sentences, like, multiple times. Is he still counts. alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Chilling. So, anyways, I'm getting to the next part. We're talking about Granger Greta, which is, I'm tying into him as well. Um, a girl was looking for her sister. Her sister went missing when she was a child, back in the 70s. And she turned her DNA in to search the U.S. to find her sister because she's thinking, oh, my sister's dead. Right. They find a body. Well, there's a body that was a cold case for years. Like a Jane Doe case? Yeah, they called her a Granger Greta. Gotcha. Because she was in the Granger. The... Yeah, that makes sense. So um, they link it to her. They find out that's her sister. And then years later, they just now posted all of his photos online so they could identify the women to see if they're victims or not. Some of the victims are, some of them are not. Like, some are missing. So, were these pictures of, like, them still alive, right? Yeah. Okay. He has has a He's a photographer. Mm hmm. Um, and one of the pictures was Granger Greta. And oh, he murdered her. For they sure. took the picture to him at jail and they showed it to him. And by this time, he's, like, in his, I think, 70s, 80s. He's got dementia. They show him the picture, he starts tapping it. Ugh. drawing of her body, and then he was like, just didn't say anything. I was like, did you kill her? He was like, no. Because he denies killing everybody. Oh. Well, yeah. He was like, I'm, no. I, I wouldn't just be like, yeah, I did. And then that cop was like, well, was she alive when you left her there? He said, yeah. So now they're like, well, we know it's him because he was with her. And this was right. taken right before Ooh, she tricky, died. tricky, tricky. Yeah. But they can't charge him. Right. Well, he's not getting out anyway. Yeah, they said they didn't even want to waste the... Give him a trip out of jail. Right. Because they would have to expedite him. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're not even going to do that. He's right. already... I don't blame you. Right. It would just probably be like a fun field trip for him at this point. Exactly. 
And he's like really creepy looking. But I'll show you guys a picture really yeah, quick. Yeah, picture. Wow. Um, you guys get that? Who's next? Anyways. Um, I think I can go next because I think Alina is waiting for her phone to charge up a little bit more for her notes. Waiting on my phone actually. Uh, always. Again. Even though we're not friends. So yeah. Always there. On my it's feed not today. My fault that my phone is the recorder. So, like, it's not my fault. So, I'm a part of a couple different Facebook groups about true crime stuff. And there was a link on Monday that was like, hey, press this at your own risk. And I was like, okay, let's just see what it is. Ooh, I got to see the Black Dahlia's crime scene photos again today. That never fails to, like, creep me out. I have seen those, and they are really disturbing. You know what? He actually... He wasn't ugly. Looks like a normal, like, 70s dude. But he has weird eyes. That's what everybody says. They say. Remember, we always say, like, serial killers. Like, they're not as creepy looking as what you would think. Well, that's how they blend in. Yeah. If they looked cre- as creepy as they were, they would You know, I always her. say Jesse has serial killer eyes. Stop. Mm-mm. No. Remember, I've always said that. Excuse you, Let's but I've been told my eyes are lovely. I think it's just because they're so blue and deep, you just get lost in them. Just like, but then it's like nothing. Ooh, he didn't age very well, though. He looks creepy no. as an old man. <laughs> right. I want to know, know his hair regimen, though. He has beautiful flowing <laughs> He's hair. He's his right. And he still does. How is he doing that in jail? What are they giving him? I don't know. Right. He's what got some they, good what, hair. What cause... kind of stuff is he getting in jail that keeps it looking that, that nice? And why isn't it at Walmart? Right, we need that jail stuff. <laughs> he said, "Why isn't it in Walmart?" <laughs> <laughs> jail shampoo. All right, so I'm okay, so um, my guy. Also, fun fact: he was seen in a semi-mainstream thing of the time, but we'll get into that later because that wasn't discovered until after the fact. And I'm sort of just gonna tell the story in the way things unfolded, versus from the beginning all the way through. Okay, if that makes sense. So, um, in 1977. There was this body of a um, film critic, a really, like, reputable film critic in the New York area called Addison Barrow that was discovered beaten and stabbed to death inside of his New York apartment. Um, And, like, he had clearly, they could tell that he had been in the act of sex beforehand. Like, you know, like, he was into some kinky stuff, regardless to say. Mm. Um, But through some investigating, there were able to tell through eyewitness reports that the murderer was this guy named Paul Bateson. So he was arrested, like, you know, went through the trial and everything, and ended up going to jail. So while he was there, he actually admitted to these other murders. And I felt like last week mine was really big, so, like, mine's not as long this week, because I wasn't trying to put in too many details. But, um, so he admitted to murdering all these other guys that had been found chopped up and dumped in the Hudson River. Like, they would just find pieces making, of their bodies in the Hudson River. He was making Hudson soup. <laughs> Hudson soup. <laughs> 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 um, but the bodies were never really able to be identified until, like, you know, like, pieces of the bodies would wash up that had, like, tattoos or right. something like that on there. So, like, it was just, like, random-ass bodies just showing up on shore, and, like, you never knew what body part you were going to find that day. Talk about the catch of the day. Oh, look, someone's torso. <laughs> oh, look, found a finger. Right. This one has a tattoo. <laughs> oh, my God. People stay dumping bodies in rivers. But, yeah, um, Chill out. So, right. he, had, he had dumped... Blue Dark Earth. And, like, there was never, like... He, like, would admit it to other prisoners. Yeah. And, like, you know, they never really prosecuted him with the case. 
because of the fact that, like, you know, they weren't able to physically get him to admit it to the cops themselves. And, like, you know, they always feel like prisoners could, like, lie or something like that. But, um, in the 70s, six men were killed and dismembered and found in mm. the Hudson River. And, um, it was Seems discovered... Like the same guy. It was discovered that all of them had ties back to different leather bars in, um, New York. Do y'all know what those you are? You know who this sounds Ooh, like? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's I've like heard of bars. this before. I didn't recognize it until you said leather bars, and then I was like, oh, I know this one. Yes. Gate but code. for those of us who doesn't know, I mean, I'm asking for a friend, oh. <laughs> what is a sure. leather bar? So leather Gate bars code. is a bar for mainly homosexual men, That's where they meet other homosexual men that are into, like, BDSM stuff. So, like, you That's know, whips and chains. Yes. And they wear them little cross things on them? Yeah. And um, a lot of the guys that were murdered were either escorts or drag queens. So, so this is kind of like Jeffrey people that Dahmer. Would, that yeah. people would be like, oh, well, they were just, you know, they probably just moved on. Or mm-hmm. people that people wouldn't try to look for that hard. Yeah. So right. um, basically, and the cops weren't investigating them at the time too much and were leaving them cold because... Um, and this is the thing I hate about the justice system. Well, they consider the victims at risk, and they don't really investigate murders if they consider you at risk. So basically what it means when you're at risk is that you were doing something to them that may have justified you getting murdered. Like you're living a lifestyle or doing certain things to where they were like, well, you sort of had it coming. Right. So Plus, that's why they weren't really did, truly investigating. Like homosexual men going missing, they sure as heck did not care about yeah. that. And then there were also they different... They were low on the pole of cares. Right. There were different precincts um, that were on the different cases. And the things about the cops in New York in the 70s um, is they didn't really take their time to share information with other precincts. Like, they felt like it was a competition of who could solve the murders. So if they shared information with other precincts, that would mean that, like, you know, that was a case that might get solved that they won't get credit for. I remember you saying something about that before. Again, like I said, cops in the 70s. Yes. Corrupt as fuck. <laughs> Clearly they suck. Um, yeah. Let's say not all of them. If you were a cop in the 70s and you did a good job, but like, good on you, because you were probably in the I would have there. to wonder, like, what they're doing if they're listening to this podcast and you were a cop in the 70s. Right. <laughs> they're really chilling, like, they're chilling in their rocking chair, like, listening to the podcast. But, Let me listen to these murders that I didn't solve. But if the murders <laughs> went anything, <laughs> if the murders went anything like the film oh, critic, that one. <laughs> this is how the film critic got murdered. Um, he said that he went home with the film critic that night, Mr. Vero. Um, he had sex with him. He bashed his skull in with a metal skillet before stabbing him. He ransacked his apartment, stole a credit card and some cash, and then left the writer to die in the nude. Sounds now, like was he having, he was having sex with yeah. her? Yeah. Okay. They were having, like, straight up kinky sex. But, um, I'll say, isn't that with the it? other victims, <laughs> their apartments had also been ransacked. <laughs> so it was almost like, for some reason, for the film critic, he didn't dump him in the Hudson River. But the rest of the victims, it, there was, like, forensic evidence that he had actually went into their apartment. They did sexual things. He killed them. And then was he the just chopped them up. the first one? No, he was the last one. This Maybe was the thing got that got lazy. the guy caught. Maybe he got lazy. He was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I've been, I've did six other people. But, I could probably um, just stop doing all this extra work. All I'm saying is that they should probably learn, like what Kevin Hart used to say, like pineapples when you get too far. I'm pretty sure they said. But, I'm pretty sure they were. They would have been shouting pineapples. Stop. 
but the murderer stop doesn't mean so it. he finally ended up confessing to some of the murders of the people that were found in the Hudson mm-hmm. because the police told him they would give him a shorter sen- sentence if he confessed which is ridiculous like tell us you murdered more people and we'll let you out of jail sooner well then it just makes it to where they don't have justice so the craziest thing else. so the craziest thing is he's actually around New York City right now just walking around he got released from jail in 2004 no you're lying way. no so he's just been roaming around, like, you know, he was in jail for almost, not even 30 years, like, a little over, like, 25 years or something. He got multi-murder, and he got out in, like, 30 years? Yeah. 25, closer to. Oh, my God. But here's the craziest thing. So, one day... Crazier I'd like, than that? Yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy. Yeah. What? Because you can see this guy at home on your TV anytime you want to. Wanna what? Yeah. I love you acting like you're surprised as if we didn't talk no, about this. No, I didn't talk uh, to you about that. Oh. Well, anyways, so, um, he actually, back before he started his murder spree, was an extra in The Exorcist. Oh, you yeah. You told me about that, but you didn't tell me about the see him in his home. No, I said you can see him in your oh, home on TV. Oh, I thought you were like, he got a camera in his house. <laughs> He's just letting like, everyone into it's his just... personal life. What's up, y'all? Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Serial Killer TV. <laughs> Just chilling today. Episode 9. What's up, guys? Gonna make me some Hudson soup. <laughs> but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use this obsessively large butcher knife. There you are. No, so... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Back in the day, he was a x-ray technician. Mm-hmm. And um, Exorcist was over, already over budget when it was in production. Yeah. So William Friedkin, um, who was the director, decided that he was just going to um, ha- hire the extras as people that weren't already, like, you know, in the Actors Guild and all that, so he could save, like, a little extra money. So, Bateson was actually hired as an extra to be an x-ray technician to run the x-ray machine since he knew what he was doing. So, like, if you watch the extras back, you can actually see him, like, you know, full on on the screen. Like, I'll show you a picture of him real fast if you want to see. That's him, like, right there. Oh, dang, okay. I saw this picture, yeah. Which also, again, crazy, pointing back to the other guy. Like, he's not an ugly guy. Right. He's not super I didn't think he was that cute. Mm. He's not, but he doesn't look weird or anything. I mean, he does look a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Is it the eyes again? No, it's on his face. (laughs) Oh, it's just his face. Just all of it. Um, But it was in the scene, if y'all want to go back and play back the movie, the scene where Reagan is having a carotid angiography, which I don't know. That's the girl that gets possessed in the movie. Oh. That's oh, the main Elena, character. Can you give that us Linda the actual? Plays. The little girl. Elena, can you give us what the actual term? Can that. read it? It's basically where you determine if brain damage oh, has been done. Oh, I thought you said colon. Carotid angiography. Yeah, there that. you go. <laughs> Elena's our medical um, Carotid is the, part of your... Yeah, your carotid artery is like your, you know, your giant one that if you get it sliced, you won't die. So yeah, anyways, so the director, Friedkin, um, filmed the scene with him there at NYU Medical School. Um, and then after he was in prison, um, he actually discovered that that was the guy that was the extra. So he went in and he's the one that got him to talk to the cops and confess to the other murders oh, for a shorter sentence. Okay. And then Friedkin also created a crime, jump, crime thriller movie which starred Al Pacino called Cruising. Um, which came out, like, in the 90s, I believe. Mm-hmm. But that movie is seen as being controversial in many s- sites because um, it has, like, homophobic undertones and all that type of stuff, and it's, like, one of those movies where it's, like, well, if you're gay, you should probably die or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how, like, the cops portrayed in that movie. Oh. So, yeah, but it's all, it's all based on this guy murdering 
all these people. So, like, he, like, almost created, like, a biographical film of the serial killer, too. The guy that directed The Exorcist went on to create this movie. So he started doing that before it was cool. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. Okay. To create a biopic of a serial killer? Yeah. Right. I don't like any of those biopics. I really didn't like the one you had me watch. Um. Jeffrey My Friend Dahmer? Yeah, I didn't like that. That wasn't fun at all. It wasn't well... I just like it because the guy that played Jeffrey Dahmer. I bet it wasn't mm, fun. Mm. He was not cute at all. <laughs> in that movie. Harvey and Sabrina. I don't cute think he's cute in Harvey and either. Mm. Oh, dang. Yeah. Shots. So that's mine. Shots but, but, but. Elena, who would you like to share today? Okay. Oh, by the way, this episode clearly has to be named um, Hudson Soup. Because it's been said multiple times now. It has. First really episode, weird. Welcome to the Red Room. This one. Welcome to the Red Room. Oh. Yeah. No? Red Room. Yeah, red you room. do the Red Room. Wait, red should we? Room. I still haven't decided. Is red the first room, one Welcome room. to the Red Room or Protect Your Knife? I think, I think we decided on. Protect Your Knife, right? Yeah, I think it's did Protect Your Knife. Did we decide always Protect Your Knives? Yeah, definitely. Or did, or did we, we say I red thought room. we decided to say, like, Welcome to the Red Room is the first one. I, don't I know. think that is it. And Welcome. Protect Your Knife is just the slogan. Welcome right. to the Red Room. It's like the, it's the, si- no. it's the sign. The bio off. on the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. It's our sign-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it got spoiled now. Surprise! Surprise! Well, by this time, it'll be out. Right. The first one that we did two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Anyways. Two days ago? (laughs) Sure, two days ago. Anyways, let's... (laughs) Elena, what's your murder? No, it was like four days ago. It's been a while. Oh. Yo, they don't care about all the production mumbo-jumbo. Sometimes they do. Hey. They might. You never know. We're, you don't know like, who's out there, Jesse. We like to be an all-inclusive. Someone is sitting in their all car inclusive. like, wow. Just not those cops from the 70s. So what's yours, Elena? Okay. So <laughs> the definition of doing more, the bare minimum. Uh, recent. <laughs> he was doing his killing in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, Which he would have been like, I feel like he started late. Because he was born in 1959, so he waited like a while before he started killing. He was fighting. It. He, was he, was, he was. He tried. He was inspired was, by Michaela and I's people from the 70s. Maybe he fought the it. Golden like, age he tried. of serial killers. <laughs> he he past, made it longer than most. He was past his prime. Maybe he didn't want to be cliche. <laughs> past his right. prime. Right. I want to be an old serial killer. Started going like out of fashion a little bit. Bring that shit back. Right. That's what he was thinking. Y'all think it's safe out here? <laughs> so. This is Joel Rifkin. I'd never heard of him before. Um, apparently there's a lot of... Uh, sorry for that awkward pause, guys. Crying baby had to get taken care of real quick. Um, so, where are we? Joel Rifkin. Oh, yeah. Um, he was born to two unwed college students. Which I guess apparently made his life hard. Um, but he got put up for adoption and adopted by a Jewish family. Even worse. Whoa. Whoa. Just wow. Just Jewish people do not leave us, please. They're not going to. Ugh. I love the Jewish people. Right. I do too. We all worked in a Jewish community. Like everyone there was Jewish. This is right. true. It's That's true. true. Yeah. It was a joke, guys. You know, because the unwed married college students was considered We're to be the worst. That was the joke. Now you gotta say Shabbat Shalom. 
Oh no! Oh Jesus! Anyway, go ahead. We're gonna have so many death threats. Right. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, they also adopted a daughter. Apparently, a few years later. Um, his home life seemed fine. I didn't find anything bad about that. Um, but it says he always had like difficulty fitting in. He was bullied a lot. Um. He had, he walked weird, he had a weird posture, and he walked really slowly, so obviously he had some sort of issues going on, so, so then the kids just, picked on him more. So he, he just drugged was... his victims? He drugged his We hadn't even got to his victims yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, because he walks really slow. Oh, I thought you said drug, like dragging them, I was like, well, I don't know. I like you drug them. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like you just got a case of like senioritis in high school. You, you know, like how the seniors used to watch real slow in oh high school? Oh my god. Um, he just got it early. He just kept it, huh? Right, he got kept it early. For the rest That's of all. his life. Life-itis. <laughs> I think I have oh. that a little bit. <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, so he had a really high IQ, but he, um, had undiagnosed dyslexia, so he had a lot of learning problems, even though he was really smart. So, um, even more stuff for him to get picked on for, and to make him feel bad about himself. He tried to run track, but, uh, wasn't successful at it. Um, and basically his whole high school life just sucked. Um... Let's see here. He started having fantasies about um, raping and stabbing women. Wow. Uh, quite, so the, quite the dreams there. Those are some weird fantasies to start having. And he when was did he start these? Um, tr- shortly after high school. He was fighting it for a long time. It says, um, at first he started just, uh, when he got his first car, he started just by, like, picking up sex workers and, um, just having, like, normal sex with them and not murdering them. Mm-hmm. That's how he started, um, but eventually he just couldn't, like, fight his impulses anymore and he escalated, um... He says he was inspired by the Alfred Hitchcock film Frenzy. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It was his inspiration. I love all of Hitchcock's movies, but Frenzy's in like my top five. Hitchcock. Um, he failed out of college and couldn't hold a job because he always showed up late because he was spending all of his time and money on sex workers. Oh. So he bounced around house to house. Sorry, boss. I was late. I was on. Right. Sorry, I was getting the hanky panky on. Hanky panky. Ew, who says hanky panky? He was born in the 50s, okay? That's such a gross. It just sounds nasty to come out your mouth. We were canoodling our noodles. Wait, no, he was straight. There was no noodle canoodling. Progressively going downhill. (laughs) We were smashing. How about that? But I don't think that was. Smashing. (laughs) Smashing. Smashing. We can't Um, just smash. In 1989, he couldn't, this is when he, like, finally could not hold it together anymore. Mm. Um, after his mom left on a business trip, he picked up a sex worker, her name was Susie. He, um, bludgeoned her, 
And then after, like, when that didn't kill her, he strangled her until What's she died. with them bludgeoning and then strangling? Like, it seems like a very right. frequent thing. It's, like, something they like to do. Um, he dismembered her corpse with an X-Acto knife. Anybody knows what that is? That is really a tiny, small knife. Right? Wow. He yeah. must have spent a lot of time on that. Well, you said he like, been, like, That so had to be bloody. really messy on him, too. Like, tons of blood on him. Because it just spurred out. Maybe he liked that. He said, liked the gore. You said he walked really slow, so he was just... No! I'm going to take my time oh with my this exacto knife. Probably, probably I got my life by Baby knife here. Played that music from that uh, scene in Insidious with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> through the wind, through the wind. <laughs> so creepy. So, but he was... Um, there you go, I could think of the name of it. Her body didn't end up being identified until 2010, even though she was his first victim. That was a busy year for them. 2010? 2010. That's when they got real police officers and started looking. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) The cops from the 70s retired. (laughs) Right, yeah. The Um, cops from the the 70s were retired. Because he was actually pretty smart, I hate to say it, because he removed um, her fingertips and all of her teeth. Oh, and so then no dental or fingerprint right there. Yeah. Right, and back then that's all they had. Yeah. So um, he then put her head in a old paint can and dropped it off in the uh, woods behind a golf course. Like an empty her, paint can, or was there paint? An empty there? paint can. Okay. And then hmm. and her, he dropped her legs off there too, and Ooh. then he threw her arms and torso into the East River. He made some soup as well. East River soup. East River soup. Boil that shit. Some busy men. Right. So the head was found like pretty quickly within a couple days by people playing golf. I'd say probably someone shanked. And they got a paint can head as a reward. Could you imagine? Can't find my ball, but look at this person's head. (laughs) That would be so traumatizing. Was it open? It was an open can? I think he closed it, but I'm sure they were probably like, why is this paint can just in the woods? And then they opened it and got Let's a really bad surprise. Let's open this paint can that has hella flies around it. Ugh. And it smells stinks. Really bad. Somebody was trying to have a nice, relaxing day of golf. And if then, I'm having what? a relaxing day of golf, I'm not opening that paint can. Can you imagine, though? Like, he did this. You said that first murder. I'd be done golfing. Nineteen eighty nine. That means they didn't find it. (laughs) Right, they didn't find. So did they not find that golf can until two thousand ten? No, they found found it back then. They just didn't identify the body, but without any teeth or fingertips. Okay, I was going to say. I was going to say, oh my god, that can is. Awful. Oh no! I would have thought it was. That like the I was gonna say that would have smelled up the whole golf course. Right. He was. He was like Stinking. pretty elaborate with the way he like hid his bodies. Apparently. I'm um, always afraid that we're gonna like stumble upon a body. So obviously, since they couldn't identify, why you give me that look? He walks through the woods a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do walk through the woods a lot. That I would honestly. You think you should be If more I ever worried. found a body, I would actually be really excited about it. I wouldn't know how to react. To go like off the beating path that he likes to. Yeah, like, like I see like little trails off the trail, like going to like the woods where I'm all by myself. I'm like, ooh, let's do it. You know. And then Michaela's like, Jesse, nah. I like no. I'm gonna stay on this concrete here. You know who else oh. likes that? Who? Probably all of these victims that we're talking about. Right. <laughs> well, Detective Roberts will be on my case. Jesse's not going to find a body. He's going to be a we body. We can't be on your case if we don't find the body. Right. Yeah. 
Detective Roberts. You'll be like, Jesse likes walking. Detective Roberts can put two and two together. Yeah, let me check every woods in Ohio. You know, <laughs> I share my location with all of y'all on my true, iPhone. True, we can so. just ping him. That's true. Unless they take the iPhone take it somewhere else. Then we're going to find whoever had his iPhone and we're going to nope. know what If not, happened. if they take it not somewhere else, it turn it off and then leave it and then go somewhere else. True. Set they just have to go to they Eastern Mall. They might not Mall. be that smart, though. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to dump this at Eastern Mall because oh, he's always oh here God. anyways. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. going to talk about this sometime, but there is a guy missing at Eastern right now, and there's a podcast about it. Mm. Oh. Yeah, like went missing at Eastern Mall, and it's a podcast that's actually really popular. A man went missing? Yeah. I'd shout him out, but I don't remember the title. It's like I don't know why it always list. catches my interest when a man goes missing. Cause well, because it's, like, it's so unusual. Right. Um. Anyway... Since they couldn't figure out who she was, they obviously didn't find out who murdered her because they had nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. Why are you Why looking at? A weird look? <laughs> I was doing something weird with my hand, and it looked pretty cool. So yeah, oh my the people God. listening to the podcast are going to hear it and be like, "What's that weird scratching noise?" It's the if anybody it. heard a weird scratching noise, Michael's okay, playing with the carpet. It kind of looks like he's like the Flash. His Thank hands you. are moving so fast. Right, that's what I was. No. Don't flatter him. Look, Michael's look, the last thing to a look, superhero. Look, 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 Grin. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. All right, oh moving on. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, everybody. Oh, um, a man of many talents. He doesn't kill again for a year. Um, when he picks up another sex worker named Julie, and. Mm. Again, waits until his mother goes out of town. Apparently, did not want to kill when his mom's in town. Can't want like his mom to walk her. in on it. You gotta yeah, respect. Yeah, you disrespect gotta respect the rules of the house. Come on, right? Now. Um, little exacto knife. So that's the only he, time he was allowed to use it when she was gone. He uh, beats her with a table leg. Jeez. And then strangles her. Um, he uh, dismembers the corpse, just like he did the first time. Um, but this time he got smarter, and he put all the parts in different buckets, and then weighed them down with concrete, and then tossed them in the river. I thought you were going to say he put them all in different places, So he that did it kind of like, uh, yeah. like Dexter. Well, that's probably where I got the idea for Dexter. Probably. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he, he probably He learned got... from his first time, get the head getting found so fast, though, and he switched it up. Mm. See, I, if I were to, not that I ever would, because I'm a Pisces, and y'all are going to think I'm a serial killer. Yep. But if I were to dismember a body, I feel like I would do it to spread out the body parts as much as possible as to not get cut. Like, you know, like, stick the arm, like, in New York. Maybe, like, the head in Pennsylvania. My man barely had money to drive his right. car. He ain't gonna drive that right. far. Jesse, you about to go Uber it all those places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dump it off little pieces. The Uber driver smell it in the car. <laughs> like, like, what is that? What, what do you your, have with you, sir? I did just what buy a backpack your, today. I say, what is in your bag, sir? <laughs> it so, stinks. Uh, so, um, in 1991, he starts his own landscaping business and um, uses his job sites to stash corpses until he had more time to dispose of them. Of course. This was also in Dexter. Really? The old man, yeah, he was killing kids and putting the concrete over their bodies. So it was like right. in the homes that maybe he was they building. got some inspiration from this. I Clearly, um, probably. I'm yeah. gonna say. This year he killed Barbara Jacobs, Mary Ellen DeLucas, and Young Lee. What so year was this? He, 1991. 1991. Gotcha. So he uh, starts 
killing faster. Like, he's obviously escalating. Yeah. Was his mom out of town still? I don't know. <laughs> um, he went on to strangle 17 women. Jeez. Oh. They were, most of them were, um, addicted to drugs or sex workers. Um. <laughs> would you stop it? <laughs> Jesus. It's fun, okay. Anyways. Anyway. You're making so much background noise. Um. They, police had a really hard time identifying his victims because of the way he disposed of them. He was really good at hiding their identity. Um, but in 1993, he strangled Tiffany Bruciani, maybe? Is she a sex worker, too? Uh, yes. Hmm. She was. And Shocker. he, um, drove, he, after he killed her, he, Sounds uh... Sounds like an M.O. here. <laughs> drove her back to his mom's house. Jesus. And he stopped at a store along the way and bought a rope and tarp. She probably was excited. She was like, oh, snap. Um, He's going to pee on me He and wrapped her up. in the tarp. <laughs> he uh, wrapped her in the tarp and then put her in the trunk. Is she already dead at this point? Yeah, she's dead. Oh, oh I thought she was alive in the car. Like, no, oh, yeah. What's like, this for? Like, she's okay. already dead. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to your mom's house. Clearly we haven't gone in showers. He then puts her body in the garage of his mom's house in a wheelbarrow. He didn't exacto knife this one. He did not. He didn't. He doesn't get that far. Um, after he puts her in the wheelbarrow, he uh, leaves her in the heat for three days, which is probably why he didn't end up doing it because um, it was probably real gross by the time yeah. that it was done baking. Definitely, the body was baking. Yeah, he left her in the heat for three days inside a tarp. She probably got really mushy. He's trying to make that some stew. <laughs> the soup wasn't enough for the him. The soup anymore. is real. It was um, like, you know, like, what's that called? What What is it that you put in a crock pot and heat up, like, for 24 hours? Roast beef? No. Roast Dinner. Beef? No. Yeah, roast. Roast. He's trying to make he was a roast. He's making a roast. Make a pot uh, roast. Uh, pot roast a la girl. <laughs> We're being very insensitive about a poor dead woman. We are. We are really. Uh, we have been um, very. So, the, after those three days, he decides it's a good time to go dump the body. Um, he gets about 15 miles away from his house when he gets, when a police officer tries to pull him over for a missing uh, license plate on his truck. Mm-hmm. Stupid mistake. Very stupid. That's usually how they For how well he You was, would think that doing, if you are a serial killer, you're going to make sure all boxes are checked. Right. He was doing really well until he just messed up. Right. That is actually usually, because you know, like I said, when I studied it, usually like how they caught most serial killers was like a dumb, like everyday thing that like we would take care of. Like obviously your license plate. Because you have to right. worry about so much other right. stuff. Right, so you let go, right. you forget about the little things like a taillight being out or your license plate not being on. That's actually how they catch the majority of these people. That's super true. Mm. Um, so when they tried to pull him over, he, tr- he, he ran. Uh, a high-speed chase ensued. Um, he... This old man was having a high-speed chase. Well, he wasn't that old yet. This he was in, idea. like, his 30s. Um, he crashes into a pole in front of the courthouse where his trial was later held. <laughs> that was awful. Just so you know. That was, that, was, that was the government being bad. I was like, two <laughs> weeks in a row, I've first, had kind of, like, a weird... Yeah, first we had that girl that got murdered in the church, and, and then her, her funeral, funeral was, was right the there. And her funeral was in the church. And now this do. guy... 
crashes his car in front of the courthouse where he got tried. Got tried. At least he, at least he have to worry about parking. True. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think he had to worry about parking regardless. Uh, Did he pay? So, <laughs> as troopers like came up to the car to arrest him, they smelled a weird, a weird smell, and they popped his trunk and found the body. Wow. Um, I wonder if it's like that Spongebob episode where he's like a smell. A smelly smell. A weird smelly smelly kind of smelly smell. Get Real out. fast. <laughs> Spongebob turned 20 today and I've never felt so old in my life. Like Seriously, it premiered 20 years ago today. I don't even want to talk about it. No, what Spongebob has to do with murder? Nothing. Nothing. Actually, because I just made it. Yeah, because he, he, made, it, he so. just made a reference, so it was relevant. Anyway, um... Thanks, Michael. Rolling he, They start interrogating him. He describes all 17 murders, writes out their names, um, <laughs> sketched maps to the bodies. Um, that was very considerate. Very, I'm so, I would not remember all this as a serial killer. I'd be like, that one bitch, I don't remember her name. No, that's the thing, is that most of them remember everything. Yeah, right? Well, the very next day, he goes be before killer. the judge and pleads not guilty. Okay, but you sketched out maps. <laughs> Someone the, told me. This is very confusing. If I was the cops, I'd be like... All of their names. What, bro? He, you want to find the teeth just in my house, but I didn't do it. <laughs> he, <laughs> end, <laughs> he ends up... I um, like to collect teeth. At the right. end of this all, he does end up pleading guilty. Like, after a little while. He's still in jail, right? He gets... He's currently serving 183 years. No, he's so, not coming out. Um, out. With 10 counts that they haven't even tried yet because they don't feel like they really need to at this point. They don't want to give him the trip. Right. Um, don't waste the money. And he, uh, let's see here. Oh, he's up to 203 years, actually. He tried to appeal. They denied it, obviously. Like, bro, really? He'll be <laughs> eligible for you parole. You drew a map. Like, good behavior, y'all. He'll be eligible right, for good. parole in 2,197 at the age of 238. I'll be 202. You're not into that. He'll be 202? Yeah. Oh. And um, just like a funny, like, thing that happened when he was in jail. He, uh, got into a fight with the mass murderer Colin Ferguson. Mm. Don't know who that is. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about him another time. <laughs> but Ferguson, I guess, Actually, that's asked, what Michael's doing today. Psych? <laughs> <laughs> I've no, I, I never heard of that name a day in my life. Ferguson asked him to be quiet, I guess, while he was on the phone. And uh, the fight escalated after Ferguson told Rifkin um, that he had killed six devils and you only killed women. And Rifkin responded, yeah, but I had more victims. So then they got in a huge argument over who was, like, the worst killer. So it was, like, a dick battle between serial killers? Right. So yeah. they got in a huge fight, um, and then they decided that Rifkin, like, couldn't be in normal population because he was disruptive, mm -hmm. and the other inmates didn't get along with him well. Clearly. Clearly. Obviously. So he was, um, he spent four years in solitary, which he later sued the uh, state for. Saying that, like, they violated his rights. But you showed us the bodies where they were. Just kidding. Like, they, he, they apparently violated... He said they violated his rights by keeping him in solitary confinement. Um, that would suck, though. He solitary did not win. He sued for $77 million. Mm. He did not win any of that. 
But what would he get? What would he do with all um, that money? And he finally got he moved. He just wanted the trip. To yeah. uh, Clinton, which is like a special prison for inmates that can't be housed with other inmates. So to finish it off here, I'm just gonna read like the list of his victims. Um, first was Susie, and then I said her remains were found in 1989. And correction, she wasn't identified until 2013. Oh dang! Wow. Um, the next was Julie Blackbird. Her remains were never found. Mm. Uh, then Barbara Jacobs, Mary Ellen, Yun Lee. And then victim number six, she was never identified and her remains were never recovered. He just told them that he had killed another, his sixth victim, I guess he couldn't remember her name. So since he drew a map of where these bodies were, and they found it and there was no bodies there, what if there's just some other freak out here that's just like, oh, it's an arm. Look what I found. Let's take this home. Possible. Also possible that, like, they just were too, like, decomposed or who knows. I have a question and he, for you. And if he put a bunch in the river, like yeah, they definitely decompose. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you put them in the river, it'd be really hard to find them. Um, but Lorraine, Orvieto, Marianne Holloman, and then victim number nine, never identified. Iris Sanchez, Anna Lopez, Violet O'Neill, Mary Williams, Jenny Soto, Leah Evans, Laura Marquise. Tiffany, um, I'm not going to try the last name again. That's the one that was found in the trunk of his car. And then there was one survivor, Nicole White. And I couldn't really find any much information about her, but he had apparently she went under the attempted radar. to attack her, right? <laughs> and she got away. So, but, yeah. So, Elena, I have a question for you real fast. Yeah. Because we sort of brought it up earlier. So you said if you were to find a body in the woods, you'd get excited. Oh, yeah, I would be kind of so, excited question, about it. So, question, would you be reluctant to, t- like, tell the authorities about it? Like, no. would you call 911 immediately? I would call 911 and be like, oh, my God. What about you, Michaela? What would you do? I'd tell you what I would do. I would just walk away like I didn't see nothing. What about you, Michael? No. Well, being the detective that I am. You would just solve the case and then call the cops? Oh, knew it. No, because I really... Like, I want to say, like, the person who would call the cops, but another part of me would be, like, afraid that if I call, they're going to consider me, like, a suspect. Oh, I know I didn't I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about my whole day just being eaten up by questions. No, no, see, that would be be so exciting for me. That would be the best part, getting to talk to a bunch of cops and answer Maybe I might call anonymously, like, there's a body in the woods. No! That would Go get them to really it. investigate you. <laughs> yeah, right, you should say Right, they're going to look really suspicious. Words. Go find it. Okay. No, I, I would be While the most excited. While you're at it, excited. why don't you write a letter to the police and tell them how bad they suck And block out. letters cut out from magazines. There's a body. First tree to the left. You know, I could just do my old, my old faithful. And just write out, like, little, uh... Little codes and stuff like I did oh, no. back in nineteen. Uh... We nipped this in the bud the first episode. <laughs> it's not coming back up. No. <laughs> we nipped it in the bud the first episode. Yeah. It's not coming back up. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, y'all, fun little update. We finally have social media. We have the Instagram and the Twitter. Well, by the first one though, we'll have social media. Yeah, I know that, but I meant now we officially now have the titles. Yeah, we can announce the actual oh. titles. 
God, keep up with the times. Yes. Okay, well, the they don't time. know the first one hasn't been posted yet. <laughs> but anyways. Um, we, we touched that. So yeah, we're posting them once a week, so you can check us out. Mm-hmm. Um, but our social media on Twitter and Instagram is duh. Stabbing Cabin. So D A S T A B B I N C A B B I N. The Stabbing Cabin. We were going to try the Stabbing Cabin because that wasn't taken, but that's literally one character too long to be a username on the internet. Curse you, Twitter. <laughs> and your 140 characters limits. See, so yeah, I definitely come there for like little updates between all of us and just see what we're all up to and see what we're going to do. So, yeah, we're excited to see you there. Um,. We're posting once a week. I don't think we've decided what day yet. I think we might post on Wednesdays. That sounds nice. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. If we record on, like, Sundays. Yeah. That'll give us time to get up by Wednesday. Yeah. So we'll post every Wednesday. Um, and we'd love to hear feedback from y'all. So please get with us on, like, Twitter and Instagram and just let us know, like, how we're doing. Or, like, you know, if you have any suggestions or anything. So or you can email us as well. Um, if you have some sort of program that'll finally prove whether or not Michaela's the Zodiac Killer, we'd appreciate that. I'm here to tell you she's not. So That's because Michael's actually a serial killer. Don't waste your time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. What's our uh, email, Michaela? Our email is stabbing.cabinjam, which is G-A-M-M. G-A-M-M? You mean J-A-M-M? I mean J-A-M-M. What the uh, I thought it was stabbing. I thought it Jim. I thought it was stabbing cabin dot jam, not stabbing dot cabin. No, I'm pretty sure stabbing. Because whenever I sent you the validations the other day, I just did stabbing cabin dot jam. Listen here. We'll get it figured out and we'll get back to the next <laughs> podcast. Uh, it'll be in the, like, the I'll do a little, description. I'll do a little voiceover and let you know what the email is. We'll just put right, that in the, the little bio thing. <laughs> Right. Just a bite. We'll, we'll have a So, bite. yeah, any parting words of wisdom this week, y'all? Everyone can go around. Michaela, go first. Oh, not, don't start with me, because I need to uh, pr- think uh, on always it. Always protect your knives. Okay, Elena. You, Michael? All I got to say is that if you walk into the woods and you happen to notice something weird, ignore it, because it's probably Jesse. So... I was going to actually say just keep walking, but yeah, you nailed it on the head there. (laughs) Trust your instincts. If you feel something weird in the woods, get out of there. Yeah, or just or just don't go into the woods by yourself. I love going in the woods. Mm, Or with a trusted person that you know is for sure will not kill you. But then again, that's really hard. Why do you go to the woods with me so much? Because I know for sure that I could take you if you try anything silly, buddy. You're not about to beat me. Yeah, my friend I would usually (laughs) take would be Elena, but seeing how we're not on the up and up right now, probably gonna get stabbed. Yeah, I forgot that friendship was dead. Dead. Elena, will you go walking in the woods with me? Can you protect me if the serial killer tries to jump out? He's probably gonna be the one to murder you, to be honest with you. He could definitely take you. Then no. He can't take me, but he could probably take you. I don't think he could take me, though. I get really scrappy. He can't take Elena. Elena can be. You've never seen me. You've never seen me get. I'm like a puppy, okay? I don't. You're not that. You're not that. I bark more than I bite. Actually, what'd you say? Not very threatening. No. No, you're not threatening. I'm not. But then again, a lot of serious. Michael has seen the rage behind. I have. Behind this. But yeah. Anyways, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Stabbing Cabin. I think we're gonna wrap things up. My little parting word of wisdom is. Stay beautiful. Because beautiful. And don't let a murderer change that. Wow. 
That made no sense. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> that was Don't deep. let them get you all uh, all messed up all out right, here. Elena trying to save him. I'm trying to help Wild guys. <laughs> anyway, all right, so Elena over here trying to save him. But <laughs> thanks so much, y'all. Thanks for listening. Y'all want to do like our group bye? Always Bye. protect your knives. Bye. Bye. Protect those knives. Tyrone, out. <laughs> Tyrone.